Welcome to the Interviews Podcast. Interisti, welcome to episode 11 of the Interviews Pod. I'm back. I'm back. Went on a little hiatus, um, but I'm back. One half of your co-hosting duo, as always, Alessandro Raffa, joined here by Johnny Paterno. We are here to discuss the Coppa Italia first leg semifinal, uh, Juventus-Inter, <clears throat> at the Allianz Stadium, uh, finished 1-1. Uh, Quadrado with a goal in the 83rd minute. Lukaku with a penalty in the 90th. Um, Not a ton happened before these last five minutes or so, and then all all hell broke out. Um, But we're happy to to break it down for you guys. So obviously we've been in a a period of crisis here. I don't think that this, uh, this draw gets us out of it. Um, I won't even say that we we fully deserved uh, this result here. Um, more more poor performances from a lot of players in the side that we really should expect better from. But you know, here we are, um, all tied up, heading into the second leg. We have Salernitana coming up this weekend. Um, vibes are still still not great, despite you know in all uh, in all respects a fairly decent result, but. Um, yeah, Johnny, what are, what are you thinking? What are your thoughts here? You know, I'm actually not upset. Handanovic did the best thing he's ever done for us since 2018. He got a red card at the end there. This is the best outcome. We don't have to worry about him next game. Um, but all kidding aside, it, you know, it, it was just a lackluster performance. You know, there was nothing really to write home about fortunate to get the result or get the the you know a share of the tie whatever because we, we we didn't really look like we wanted to score at all today which seems to be a, a common common uh trend with us i think we haven't scored a goal from open play now in five straight games so i mean great fantastic we're only you know if we, if we don't get a penalty i guess we're not going to put it in the net you know, I, I don't even want to repeat the same things because we'll probably we could probably just talk about the same things over and over again. Things I didn't like, things I wish weren't happening, but it, it's you know nothing's gonna change. So, had uh, Inter lost this match, if not for a miracle um, handball from Bremer, who finally decided to do something for Inter, uh, do you think Inzaghi would have survived this loss? I think so. I mean, what are they gonna do? Go to Kivu? You know, as much as we all want him to get fired um and he's pretty much trying to you know we see with the way he's setting up the lineups that he it almost seems like he doesn't care anymore i, I mean i don't i feel like they would have just gave, come out said some bs you know we have to be united maybe call for uh retiro and and nothing would change though yeah so you know yeah, I mean, I, I definitely didn't agree with... Uh, there was a lot of chatter about how, oh, this game doesn't matter, just focus on the league. I mean, what I... There's, you know, financial benefits to winning any sort of cup that you can, um, and I'm not going to ever 
you know, root for Inter to get dumped out of any sort of competition. Um, there's that. There's also the morale of the team. But, um, you know, we were in a bad period of form, especially considering that this would have been our third loss to Juventus this season, right? Which is just, it's unacceptable. Apparently, these results are acceptable for the people up top. Um, I don't know if it's, you know, the fact that there's going to be a financial penalty for uh, sacking Inzaghi, but I think every every true Interista knows that this is not, none of this is acceptable, um, but I have the same feeling. Like, even if we would have gotten dumped out of this, he probably would still be around. Um, but alas, you know, we're we're still alive here. Um, with the draw. So let's talk about, you know, the actual game heading into the contest, you know, the lineup. Um, Adnanovic is in goal. I, I think that that was to be expected given how um, how Inzaghi, you know, likes to go about these, uh, the Scoppa Italia competition, giving giving some love to the second goalkeeper. And, you know, it's been done in Coppa Italia for by many teams for a long time. So I, I don't think it's entirely out of the realm of possibility that he was going to get the start today. And, and so he did not not enter, though. Only only this year is it does it happen. Last year, Radu couldn't get a single start in Coppa Italia, which that's fine. We won't. We ended up winning it. Whatever. Great. But only with Handanovic that we get to see the backup play in Coppa Italia. It's incredible. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, Inzaghi has this love affair with a player who's clearly finished. And, you know, even on the goal that we saw, he he made himself as small as possible. Um, and the ball just skipped right over his outside leg. It was it was not. He's going left to protect the near post instead of making himself as big. Like, I would have rather him make himself big and him beat him between the legs than him score the way that he did. Like, uh yeah, he he's, his legs were literally together, I guess, you know, scared of getting beaten underneath. But when you're doing that, you're making your lower body as small as possible. And he was able to just skip it right over his leg. Um, Bastoni couldn't get there. Another goal from the Inter killer, Cuadrado, which is just, um, it's amazing to see how we just can't find an answer for this guy that, you know, Juventus doesn't even want going into next year. So, um it was. It felt like it was coming for a long time. I don't think you know. We saw the game that was typical of what we've seen from Inter recently, which is a lot of, I would say, useless possession. Right? There was a lot of side to side movement that didn't really have any sort of penetrative moments um, outside of two occasions that uh, I think say a lot about the players that they fell to. Um, let's talk about the first in the first half. A ball comes across the box to Brozovic, who on his day he would have rifled that to either side of Betty. <laughs> he's in the kind of form where it was he scuffed his shot. I mean, he was there was nobody within five yards of him in any direction, and he puts it right where Betty is begging him to put it. Um, just you know, for a team that can't buy a goal. We have to do better with with these opportunities. Um, and then in the second half, we see Mkhitaryan, you know, do the one good thing he's done all game, which I couldn't get the thought out of my mind the entire performance I was watching him of how just finished he looks, how just like not impactful he is anymore. Um, even earlier this season, you know, he was able to make an impact, but it, it's just 
when I see him on the pitch, all I can think of is that we can't do better than this. Like, really, we can't try Aslani and, and that Metzala, you know, there's, there's got to be something better. But he gets a, a wide open chance that he um, narrowly misses on uh, the outside of the post. Um, and that was really it. That was really all we had um, for the entirety of the game. Just really struggling to do anything outside of crossing the ball um, and a couple chances a game that, that we can't finish. Yeah, I mean, you know, when I, when, like you said, with Mkhitaryan, I don't even like when, I don't know what Aslani's doing in practice. I would love to see it. Would love to be able to see, you know, some footage of practice to see is he trying is he missing every pass like, is this kid completely useless because there's no reason he should be starting over aslani anymore um i i don't understand it um you know we his substitutions have upset me too the way you know he brought on certain players it's just it feels like just the same old like you know like yeah. when you put a quarter in the merry-go-round and it just keeps going around the same thing you keep seeing the same th- that's what that's what Inter is same things same uninspired performances same players who frustrate me same players who miss sitters same players who who can't complete two simple passes you know and you know it's just it's a never-ending cycle and I don't know I don't know what's what it's gonna take or what's gonna have to happen for it to to stop. Yeah, it looks like we're just lacking any sort of ideas, which it's really dangerous when you have players that are, you know, the players and the coach are both coming under constant criticism and they're being asked to go out there and do the same thing that they've been doing all season, right? And I think players look for solutions, right? Like, obviously, nobody wants to go out there and, you know, completely shit the bed week after week. They don't want to be put in positions where, you know, they're not they're not winning, they're not scoring goals, um, but there's no solutions from the coach. It's just it's just rotation of players, um, which again, you know, has barely happened up until this point. But you know, in recent matches, we've seen Correa get an opportunity uh, today. Jeco and Lautaro got their opportunity. Um, we just see rotation of players, but the ideas are all the same. And I think that these players are begging to to do something a little bit different. Um, it's obviously not working and the definition of insanity is to keep you know banging your head against the wall keep doing the same thing expecting a different result um were there any performances today that stood out to you as as positive um for me you know i thought i thought jecko played fairly well um in terms of just his availability uh for the midfielders he dropped deep especially in the first half on the left hand side a lot to be an outlet for um, for Bastoni, for Di Marco, um, and just try to combine with the midfielders as as much as possible. You know, even after the game, when you're seeing him go over to the fans and kiss the badge, and you know, he looks like he's still he's still in it, and he still has some desire. Um, but outside of that, you know, there were a couple nice moments from Barella as well, who did a you know a turn in the first half that my jaw dropped. I don't know many players that would have been able to pull that off. Um, but any performances for you that stood out in, in a positive light? Oh, can't hear you. Whoops. Didn't realize I hit mute my, <laughs> my, my bad. Um, yeah, I can't really talk about Barella. I feel like, uh, people think I, uh, you know, 
favor him too much sometimes. And not, I'm not saying from, you know, just from Twitter. So, and maybe I do. I, I, I definitely have a bias towards him. So, I mean, yes, he had a few moments where I was like, ooh, yeah, I don't see anyone else in Serie A doing that. And I kind of wanted to slap the Fajoli fanboys with that. But, I mean, Jekyll frustrated me a few times just because he was, you know, he got in the way of certain people sometimes. And I'm like, dude, if you just had a little bit of pace, you could have got out of the way. Um, I did like that he was available. That that, that definitely was a positive with him. Um, you know, I, I don't really see anything from the wingbacks. Can't really think. I mean, I guess Brozovic um, was was kind of back to his usual self. I don't really know if I would say it was a good performance. I would say it's better than what we've been seeing from him. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's really it. You know, that... Yeah, like, just a, a very... Vanilla game, nothing really to to get too excited about, in my opinion. Yeah, although D'Ambrosio also played well, you know, just in terms of going from uh, back to front. Um, you know, the in the first half, it felt like there were a lot more open spaces for Juventus. The defense was having a hard time handling uh, the movement of Juventus's forwards. Acerbi sometimes drifts up the field and finds himself in finds himself in position where he gets beat. Um, which caused a, a good chance for Juventus very, very early on in the game. Uh, but outside of that, you know, Bastoni, Bastoni played fairly well, I thought, from an offensive perspective. He was really tidy with his passes. Um, you know, he delivered some some good balls in the box. Um, and defensively, he wasn't, you know, caught out of position too much. So that was fairly positive from Bastoni, considering what we've seen out of him recently. Um, hopefully he's turning around in the midfield again. Brozovic, you know, is a six, right? He 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 was sol- a solid six. He didn't he didn't put us in in bad positions. I think it didn't help him that he had a, a lot of a lot of lack of movement from the forwards and from the wingbacks to be able to pick out those passes. But he messed up the one opportunity he had to really change the narrative around him. Um, but I love, you know, again, played well, didn't have too much. Mikitarian, a, a sub, substandard performance for me, didn't have any sort of impact. Um, what did you think of, of Di Marco today? Because I saw a lot of slander on, uh, on Twitter for how ineffective his crossing has become. Um, where at one point in the season, you know, he was the guy that could pick the ball out. And now it feels like he's overhitting a lot of these passes. How did you feel Di Marco, you know, entered the game today? Yeah, he was another one that was kind of disappointing. I would agree with a lot of those uh those Twitter statements. You know, I'm not a big uh that's the only kit I bought this season, so like I don't want to hate on on Di Marco, but he's kind of showing that he's limited in what he's able to provide. You know, he doesn't really bring much else um aside from a left foot, so if that's not even working, you're gonna have problems. I thought his touch was good. You know, he did have a few a few balls that were played into him where he was able to control very well and, and kind of, you know, I mean, deliver across. Not a good one, but he was able to get the the crosses off. I think if he was able to bring back what he was doing so well in the first half of the season, um, you know, a lot of those people would get off his back. But I think we also need to understand he was never really supposed to be the starter. You know, yeah. with with Perisic, he was always supposed to be the backup. Um, and even now with Gozins, you know, the guy's been hurt a lot. And even though Gozins hasn't been great, I wouldn't say he's been terrible himself. 
But he hasn't been able to put the performances up in, in at least in the first half, the level of consistency that DiMarco was doing, so he was kind of left on the bench. So we have to understand that this kid is really supposed to be a backup, kind of like a util- utility player, like break in case of emergency type guy. Um, so to to be having him, you know, have to start this, you know, we see he gets winded by the 60th, 65th minute. Yeah. He'll never be able to give you 90. So it's like, what do, what do you, I don't get why we get so angry with him. I mean, yes, I'm not saying that his performances have been good and we're getting mad, you know, for no reason. But I just, I think we also have to put it in perspective that he's not really supposed to be that guy for us. Yeah, and I really, I really am hoping that it's Gosens in, uh, you know, the legs against Benfica coming up because Di Marco against that that team really, really scares me. They have players who he's going to be winded by, you know, if we're talking about the 60th minute, he's going to be winded by the 30th if he's in there. So I would much rather see Gosens in the Champions League. Again, we talk about the Champions League being a much more physical uh, competition. Um and I think, you know, it's time that we start getting Gosens the minutes that he needs in order to play a big role in those two Champions League ties. Uh, Damian, not much to offer offensively, defensively, a pretty solid game. But again, like another five or six, you would give him out of 10. Um, just as you know, a very standard performance. Um, Lautaro. This is the, we've seen him ha- hit like bad patches in his time at Inter this is the worst that he's looked by far just if you don't have your your shooting boots on then the hope is that you would try to impact the game by being a little bit more available for for the midfielders or you would work a little bit harder with your runs into the channels not really showing any of that um did he have a shot on goal today I don't believe so uh just I don't offering, think so either. Yeah. yeah, offering really nothing to this team right now, and it's kind of shocking um, how good he can be on his day and just how bad he's been recently. Um, really, really tough to watch, and not the captain sort of material that you know we were hoping, or at least I know I was hoping um, to get from him. And uh, yeah, just just poor. I think that the second half we played, you know, well in that first half as far as our possession goes. The second half there was a lot less in terms of like actual, um, uh, you know, threat uh, from Inter. But again, Juventus didn't offer too much of that either. Um, there were a couple occasions where you know they they troubled us by getting behind the defense but they weren't even putting shots on goal frankly Andanovic did not have much to do tonight it was a lot of balls sailing over he had one good save in the first half um and then the one time that he was called into to really you know show himself he was scored on uh immediately so kind of a dour game honestly it wasn't it wasn't that great of a game of of football um but then again, that's that's what you expect watching Inter games these days. There's, there's not too much going on, except waiting for the inevitable counterattack. Yeah, no, spot on. I mean, it just it just feels like when now lately when I'm watching games, I'm like, all right, when is the mistake going to happen? When is the weak goal going to be given up? When is there going to be? A lapse in, in in you know in judgment or a lapse in clarity like like what what are we gonna do to to kind of really make sure we blow this game yeah and I mean fortunately I mean we didn't really do anything 
that made mistakes. I mean, you could maybe argue that Gozins was out of position when Cuadrado got the ball, but you could also obviously clearly make the argument of Handanovic, you know, just going full Handanovic and not making that save there. Um, doing everything he can to avoid taking a shot, basically, uh, is what I would take from that one. I don't know when it's going to change. I don't know if, if it's going to change. I mean, like, I, I wish there was something, like, I, I don't know. I don't know if it's like, I wish I could sit in there and listen to what Inzaghi's saying to these guys, or are these guys, do they even care? Like, I don't know. It, it just feels like it conti- it's a continuous battle um, to self-sabotage, really. Did you see the Gosens comments before the game where he was talking about how they haven't really talked much, that they all know what they have to do, that they're the ones that put themselves in this mess and they know that they have to clean it up? Like, that, I don't love no, to... No, I... What? I don't love I'm to so hear... I'm so glad I didn't hear that. ...that you haven't talked about it too much. Like, how? How are you walking up out of the stadium after a game like Fiorentina and not having... Uh, you know, it's it's Parolo said it. Um, I don't know if you saw the interview that Sharma posted. That, yeah, that I, that I did see. Yeah, yeah that is a terrifying. <laughs> that is absolutely terrifying. These players, like he basically puts it on the players to um, to figure it out. Like that's that's really not good, um, especially given that this this team has been acting like a lot more like boys than men recently. Um, if you see like. I'm tired of the cards for dissent. I'm tired of like, you know, getting putting ourselves in bad situations because we're we're on top of the referee. Um, you see, Uh, yeah, I I had no idea either. I was trying to figure that out watching it. I'm like, well, what did like did he say something to the ref? Was it what because of what he said to Cuadrado? Like, I I don't know. I have no idea why he was sent off. I mean, that kind of pissed me off because you know now we're not gonna have him for the second leg. So now it's gonna be what Jeco and Lautaro starting again, and then Correa coming off the bench, and we don't have. And now it's you know what's gonna happen, right? It's gonna come down to another penalty. At the, at the San Siro, and Lautaro's going to miss. So, I mean, I don't even care that they're going to be missing Cuadrado. That means nothing to me. That's not really a big loss. Um, and like I said, oh, hey, I mean, at least at least Andanovic got a red. So, we got, uh, we got, he did his part. He really is a true captain, a leader. Um, I'm so proud of him for finally, you know, doing something to make us Interisti proud. So, congrats, hats off to you, Capitano. You did, you did the right thing here. And, um, yeah, I mean, again, I wish I, I wish I, I kind of hope it comes out what, what Lukaku did to deserve a red. You know, I, I mean, I don't even think he deserved. The, well, no, he got the yellow. I, I'm sorry, it wasn't like a yellow and then a red. No, no, he got the yellow for the foul. Um, but yeah, no, I, I, I hope it comes out. I need to, to understand why.
Yo, um, Alessandro, something happened with your uh, your browser. It says. You you might have to back out, like close it, close it, and come back in. I don't know what happened there. Well, since it's gonna be just me for a little bit, yeah. Um, obviously, it looks like it had to do with racist chance for his reaction, Lukaku's reaction to you know after the goal. Um, and we got Alessandro back now, so yeah, just was uh, going right back into why he got sent off, but. Yeah, so there's I mean, video from the stands um, of them making the monkey chance at Lukaku. So uh, I highly doubt that anything comes of it aside from probably a fine for Juventus, but it looks like any sort of decision <clears throat> for Lukaku's red card is still going to be upheld. Which if, if, the, if the guy was, was taking that, you know, I can't really blame him for getting really frustrated because it is, it is disgusting and you shouldn't have to have to deal with that stuff. Yeah, no, I would agree. I mean, is it? Is this? I can't even tell if it's working for me. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Okay. Yeah, no, I just couldn't even tell because it looks like I'm I'm frozen. So, but anyway, um, I mean that's kind of a shame. Uh, maybe maybe there's an opportunity to look into it and see if they could you know reverse the the card or not. But I guess we will have to wait and see. You know what? Um, where this goes, really. So. Yeah, <clears throat> it's a shame that a lot of the bad blood happened after the match and not during it. It was a pretty, I mean, guys were giving each other hugs and high fives after every foul, so it didn't quite have the, the same fire as a typical Derby d'Italia. Um, but here we are. What else, Johnny? I mean, nothing really of note, you know? Like, I yeah. mean, that kind of pretty much is the game. Um, I feel like this is kind of like an easier one to talk about because there was so little going on and so, you know you it, somewhat anticlimactic for a Derby de Italia, right? So yeah, I mean we also can't continue to repeat the same things week after week after. Yeah, we can't. I don't want to. I don't want to bore people. You know. <laughs> yeah, but it's it's either like the club is going to do something about it or they're not going to do anything about it. So if the club is going to be apathetic, you know, after these results, like how do you expect us to react? We only have so many rants inside of us. We only have so much yeah. before our blood pressure causes, you know, both, both if not one of us, to completely uh, blow a fuse here. So, you know, I, this is not not how I want to be feeling about my club. But, you know, like I said, it's it. There's an apathetic vibe around the Inter right now that uh, there really you know, is sort of it is what it is kind of situation, right? Even if the solutions look so clear in front of you, get rid of the manager, start playing Aslani. Like, yeah, I don't know how many times or how many um, things need to happen the same time over and over and over again for you to, to take a different direction. But listen, <laughs> this is what it is, guys. What can you do? I mean, the, the worst part is, too, we only have like three days to the Salernitana game. And then after yeah. that, we got Benfica. And then I think it's... Monza and then Benfica. So, yeah, I, I mean, I don't feel great against Salernitana either. They they've been able. Oh, to... Oh no, I do. Lautaro's back. You know, Lautaro's <laughs> gonna score two goals that game. Do his typical Salernitana man uh, appearance, and and that's it, man. So yeah, we we desperately need need that. Desperately need that, especially since Marotta pretty much confirmed if we miss out on top four, 
you know, get ready for another banter era. Another five, <laughs> six years of hell. Oh, man. Wouldn't that be something? Yeah. Wouldn't that be something? Back to the Hussein Karja signings. Hey, I didn't think Karja was a bad signing. He did his <sighs> job. He did good, in my opinion. No? Ugh, I can't. I can't. Can't do it anymore, guys. All right. We good? I guess so. Yeah, this was kind of a quick one. Quick one. In and out. All right, guys. In the words of the great Roberto Scarpini, Forza Ragazzi, Forza Ragazzi, Forza Ragazzi.